Hello from elsewhere, I'm Valerie, broadcasting from Price and Son Shoe Factory in Northampton with a big fan of the Kinky Boots musical, a lovely patron of Hello from Elsewhere, and a world history teacher, Taylor Ballier. Welcome! Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be on. I'm so excited that you're here! It's been a while since we've done an interview, so this is a lot of fun. I miss them. Taylor, um, before we get before we jump right into your favorite piece of fiction of all time, I want to ask you another question. What is your first memory of a story, whether a book or movie or any type of fiction? When I was three, my mom and stepdad got married, and I remember for Christmas that year, my new stepgrandma gave me the book. Well, it was a group of the books of Purple or Harold and the Purple Koran. It had like four of his stories in it, and my mom would read it to me at night. And it was that first thing that really connected me to my new step family was having that. And they just knew I loved to read. At that point, I could already read, but it gave me a chance to bond with my mom, which was often hard because she worked third shift. So it was this special book to me, just all of the stuff working together that made it special. That's so fun. My kids love that book. We have the, yeah, like a collection of like four of the stories. Yeah. And one's like a circus and one is... One's in space. One's in space. Yeah, I'm trying to remember them, but we have the same books. It's a great one. I love Harold and his purple crayon. He's so creative. Now, Taylor, what is your favorite piece of fiction above all? My favorite piece of fiction above all is the musical Kinky Boots. Um, It definitely has changed my life for the better, and I think that's why I have to put it above all other types of fiction. Was it a difficult question to answer? Yes. um, I had it narrowed down to like one thing in different categories. most of the people oh, like in the a Discord. Favorite movie, a favorite book, a favorite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> most of the people in the Discord will know uh, my favorite movie ever is Tangled, and I talk about it constantly. Um, also, plug for the Discord. Please join the Discord. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's probably it. And then the more I thought about it, I had it narrowed down to The Book Thief, which is my favorite book, and Kiki Boots, both two pieces that have changed my life and my way of thinking about the world. And it, it just came down to who, which changed my life the most. <laughs> That's very valid. I am excited to talk about Kinky Boots. I've heard the title. There's like a reference to it in, um, what's it called? Like the Gilmore, Girl- Gilmore Girls Four Seasons. They bring it up because one of the actresses is in it. And anyways, that's like my only reference point for this. So it was very fun to read about it and listen to the music. So for somebody who's never seen or heard the Kinky Boots musical, how would you describe it to them? So Kinky Boots is set in England. It follows Charlie Price, who is the son of a shoe factory owner. He doesn't want to follow in his dad's footsteps. He wants to leave a small town and go to the city. When his dad dies, he goes back to the factory and finds that it's really struggling to survive. He meets Lola, a wonderful drag queen, in a bar one night, and she introduces him to drag queen boots and the fact that they aren't meant to actually support men. So the two of them work together to create these specialized boots to better support this group of people to best express themselves. And it follows these two through this journey of acceptance of who they are and of other people 
mixing in with the lives of the factory workers who are struggling through a recession and trying to accept Lola for who she is rather than what their idea of who Simon, his male counterpart, who he should be, even though she feels comfortable as Lola. And it's a whole story of acceptance leading to success. I love it. I was so excited when I read it. I was like, oh, this sounds so good. (laughs) I very much recommend it. The music is by Cindy Lauper, so it's not your traditional musical even. So I think it's a lot more accessible to a wide variety of people because it it just has music that you would listen to on the radio. It does not have that traditional Broadway feel. Yes, I thought that was very interesting. I was like, Cindy Lauper. I was like, all I know from her is like, girls just want to have fun. A couple of her 80s classic. Yeah, and she she worked with Harvey Fierstein, who is a big name on Broadway, to bring this to life. It was a movie beforehand without the music, and then it's loosely, loosely, loosely based on a true story. Um, Lola's not a person. Uh, the factory is very different, but it does come from a story of a factory who did start specializing in shoes to best better support um, individuals who don't exactly feel comfortable in what their society says they should be. Great. Yeah, we had talked about that because you were worried for a second. You were like, oh, but it's not really fiction if it's based on a true story. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is pre-fiction. <laughs> it's very, very loosely. Also, all the music itself is, you know, created just for the musical for the show. So it, that's all fiction. I mean, if only shoe factory workers got to just break out in song, they might like they might like that. Yeah. And dance on the conveyor belts and uh, <laughs> go to Milan. And There were lots of points where in the musical, there's just the music playing. And I was like, I bet there's a really cool dance scene going on right now. Yes, and I was there. Like, now I need to see it. <laughs> there is a group of drag queens included in the show besides Lola, who are referred to her as her angels, and they are all real life drag queens. They're dancing in six inch heeled boots, doing acrobatics, um, just mesmerizing dance moves during those dance breaks, and that's normally who's in those breaks is these angels and it's fascinating because they are wearing these colorful outfits i feel pain watching some of the splits they do <laughs> but it's so it's amazing to see what they are able to do athletically on stage yeah that's impressive that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to watch so what's your first memory of kinky boot i got to see kinky boots for the first time when i was in 11th grade my High school did a trip where if you were in 11th grade English or French, you got to go to see a Broadway show. And we had the choice between Pippin and Kinky Boots. I actually had wanted to go see Pippin, but my friends had gone the year before and saw Pippin, so I didn't want to go see it alone. Best thing that ever happened to me was just by happenstance, that's the show I went to go see. So as an 11th grader, We walked around New York and then we got to see the show with all of the original cast with the exception of Charlie, the main character. So Billy Porter was Lola when I got to see it and he's definitely blown up recently, 
he's just such a talent and it was so exciting to be able to see him live and i think just his portrayal of lola is what really really draws you in yeah even from just the soundtrack you can hear how much emotion he puts into his character which is fantastic that's a great story i wish i lived close enough to see a broadway show <laughs> yeah i live in pennsylvania so it's a little a little closer for a me than easier. Um, than Utah, that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not that I've gone a lot, but I've I have seen I saw Kinky Boots twice on Broadway before it closed. The second time I saw it, I was a sophomore in college and Wayne Brady was Lola. Oh, that's and fun. It was amazing. Um I love Billy Porter, but I can genuinely say that I actually preferred Wayne Brady's portrayal and but both times it was just so mind-blowing. And then it came to Penn State where I went to school my junior year and I got to see it again. <laughs> so I have now seen it three times and I wish I could see it more, but unfortunately it is no longer on Broadway and we don't know when we're getting traveling shows again. So Hopefully someday. So out of the cast, who's your favorite character? My favorite character is actually Dawn, who is not any of the main characters. He is a man who works in the factory who is just very against Lola when she first shows up. He's always talking down to her, telling him, telling her that she should be more of a man, not a drag queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not accepting who mm -hmm. she sees herself as. And there's even a song in the middle of them um, talking about what a woman really wants. And Dawn has got this mindset that you have to be strong, you have to be silent you have to pretty much invoke fear in a woman in order to be the perfect man. Whereas Lola is talking about being soft and gentle and understanding. And so they end up making a bet where they each have to do something that the other thinks would make them a better man. Don challenges Lola to a boxing fight, which goes poorly for Don. <laughs> and then Lola challenges Don to accept someone for who they are. And everyone thinks, oh, it's going to be Lola, it's going to be Lola. But at that point, he'd already reached that point. In reality, he ended up accepting his boss for who he was and the struggles he had gone through. And it's just this idea, he embodies somebody who can change. The idea of we're not stuck. We're not, we don't have to be stagnant if we put the work into it. And just his arc is what makes him such a compelling character for me because I see myself in Dawn. I love that. I think a lot of us are more Dawns than anything. Like we are at first very reticent to accept anything that's new or different or challenges our beliefs in any way. And so it's easier to just shun those things that we find uncomfortable. Um, but to listen and learn and accept are such important qualities that we all need to gain. So Don, that's a good character to love. I have one more question about the musical. Very important. I listened to the Broadway cast and then the West End cast. Which one do you like more? I do like um, the original Broadway cast better. 
It's interesting for me because in the second song, he's singing with his best friend in the bar about what they thought their lives would be when they were kids and what they actually are now. And when I saw it, the guy who played the best friend was playing Charlie the lead. So for me, it's got this special place where I was always listening to him play this best friend and then he's the star of the show when I saw it and I think just having that connection to being able to see the original cast really makes it better for me. How about you? What I think I liked the West End better. Partly because then they all have the English accents that make sense for the story. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. I mean you can imagine it anyways, it's fine. They don't have to have the accents, but it is fun. They do it in the American version, but it's they're pretty terrible accents. <laughs> And then some of the songs, just the, I don't know, I only listened to them each once, so, but like the orchestration behind some of the West End ones seemed a little more, I don't know, jazzy or like, yeah. um, I don't know how to describe it. Like it has a slightly different feel to the cast album, almost more, a little more upbeat or. Yeah. I definitely understand liking the West One. West End over the Broadway one. I think for me, it's all that nostalgia that right. I can't. I can't. You have a connection it. to yeah the Broadway yeah. cast, so that makes it yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes a big difference. Anything else you want to talk about with the musical? Yeah, I just wanted to end this. The very last song has what they call their six steps to success, and it's the biggest takeaway you can have from the show. So they say step one is to pursue the truth. Step two is to learn something new. Step three, accept yourself and you'll accept others too. Step four, let love shine. Step five, let pride be your guide. Step six, you change the world when you change your mind. And I think especially with everything that's going on in the world today, those are six things that I think we could all benefit from taking with us. Absolutely. I really loved, yeah, the step six, change the world. Or change your mind, you can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or how do they put it? Is it, if you can change, you can change the world if you change your mind? Yeah. Okay. So the shirt I'm wearing right now actually has the six steps on the back. Oh, fun. I noticed it said kinky boots on the front. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, does that make that your favorite song or do you have a different favorite? My favorite song is, there's a few songs with Lola in them that are just super strong ballads. I'm trying to think what would even, I wouldn't say the last song is my favorite, just, it's just a, it's a good finale song. Right. I think it would have to be between, be between the song Hold Me In Your Heart, which is essentially Lola confronting her dad for not accepting who she was all her life and the song not my father's son where lola and charlie sing about who how they are not what their fathers necessarily wanted them to be but that's okay being able to come to terms with that yeah those are both great so interesting do you know if cindy lopper has she done any other musicals or is this the one and only <laughs> i think this is the only one she's done i would love her to do more i think she did a wonderful job but we'll see what comes in the future we gotta get Broadway back up and running before. <laughs> True. We need there to be room for more musicals. Because this one originally came out in 2013. Is that right? Yep. And then closed in 2019. Okay. Yeah. And the West End cast says 2018. So 
it overlapped a little bit. All right, Taylor, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Hit me with them. Okay. Who is your favorite fictional protagonist? Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Tangled is my fa- It isn't just my favorite Disney movie. It is my favorite movie. <laughs> I just think she is one of those princesses where she just is strong on her own after being told that she can't be strong and i feel that represents a lot of what society has done to little girls today and being able to see that in a movie as a 12 year old when it came out it was that moment in animation where i was like okay maybe i don't just have to cry in bed sometime i can take a frying pan out and battle my own demons (laughs) yeah such a good theme also i love i love mother gothel she's like the best villain she's so good because you can totally read her as just a really overbearing mom type kind of a smother but then you're like oh but she's actually very wicked (laughs) yeah it's like if you don't know the backstory that they reveal in the beginning that If they cut out the part about her kidnapping her, you wouldn't know that she's not the mom. She just incorporates that idea of evilness so well into her role as a mom. Yes, and all the characters, great. And there's funny stories. Anyways, I love that one too. I'm not going to mention that I was so much older than you when that movie came out. And just, you know. Okay, Okay, you're not actually that much older than me. You You said you were 12 when you saw it, right? You're the same age as my sisters. I was 20 when it came out, so I'm yeah, a fair you're the same older. age as my sisters. <laughs> so to me, it's not that much because my sisters are 30 now. Yeah, I turned it, 30 this. Yeah, so to me, you're not that much older because of that. <laughs> I'm just so used. It is to- nice once you're all adults. It doesn't really feel like that different. Yeah, like your age is. I don't know. It's not as big of a difference as when you were a kid. You know, like if I was 20 and you were 12, we wouldn't have been hanging out. It would have been weird. But now it's totally fine. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my, my older sisters are 30, 34, 34, and 30. And then I have younger sisters who are 15 and 14. So Right, big gaps there. Yeah, so I'm just sort of... Age differences have no meaning to me anymore because of my sisters being so far apart from me. See, and sometimes I get along better with my siblings who are farther away in age than me than the ones who are closest. When you're too close, you fight a lot. <laughs> See, I never had that experience. My, my I, I have three younger brothers who are two, two, and five years younger than me, but they have their own separate issues so i never really had that That stereotypical sibling relationship (laughs) despite begging my parents for years to get me a sister they kept bringing home boys (laughs) um yeah it's definitely a a good and have siblings close to you and so who is your favorite fictional villain mother gothel's pretty high up there yeah i was gonna say oh did we already talk about her (laughs) like i I guess I would probably have to say Lord Farquaad. Oh. Because he's just greedy. Mm -hmm. He's not evil per se. He just knows what he wants and knows how to get it. But he comes off as a whiny baby at the same time, which makes it so funny. So I think for the comedic value behind him and also almost getting what he wanted, I'd have to say him. That's a good answer. Taylor, what book series have you read more than any other? The Hunger Games. I've read all the books eight times through, and then The Hunger Games itself ten times, I think. I I used to read them like twice a year, starting in eighth grade, and then it sort of died off 
I've gone back a couple times to read The Hunger Games, but I haven't read the full series. But they didn't make it on your top fiction, huh? No, I, I wouldn't say... I, I honestly don't like the third book at all. Uh, the second book's my favorite, but in comparison to the other things in my life, it, it just doesn't compare. <laughs> I think if you would have asked me that question when I was in ninth grade, heck yeah, Hunger Games all the way. But I, I think I've grown too much over the years and I don't reread a lot. I'm I'm not much of a rereader. So it just doesn't hold up to the things that I've grown to love at this point in my life. That's fair. Okay, since we're entering the fall festive holiday season, if you had to pick one, hot chocolate, hot cider, or eggnog? Hot chocolate. Mm. No, no contest. <laughs> no contest. I don't like I don't like hot cider. I want my my cider to be nice and cold. I that that is my preferred cider way. And eggnog's fine, but just getting some hot chocolate with some marshmallows and just having snow outside, just sitting in a nice warm blanket. That's the true goal. <laughs> I feel like we'll get there eventually. This has been a really warm fall, too. Yeah, it us. was like 80 something today and humid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked outside and was like, well, this is gross. This isn't fall. Come on. And I have one more question for you, Taylor. What album do you have on repeat right now? So, funny, I just got rid of Spotify Premium because I don't listen to music as much anymore. I just, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks pretty much all the time. <laughs> but my boyfriend and I have been playing the Book of Mormon sound, uh, cast album a lot lately. Okay. For some reason, we both keep getting different songs stuck in our heads and then we have, we just play it just throughout the house because... It, it just keeps cycling. One of us gets another song stuck in their head and we have to, we just have to listen to it. So that's what we're listening to right now. <laughs> that's another one I should check out. I don't know the story or the music to that one either. I, I have Mormon friends who hate it and Mormon friends who love it. You just got to go into it with the mindset of they don't really mean half the stuff they say. <laughs> it's all a joke. Right. I know. I'm one who, yeah. As a Mormon myself, like I'm, I describe it, I'm not, uh, uh, what's a good word? Like, I, yeah, I don't feel like I'm too, uh, I don't want to say like stuck up in my religion, but like, that's a good you're word okay for it. Like, with, I'm not like, you're okay with some sort yeah, of joking around about right, it. Right. Like, it's it not, doesn't bug me if you tease me about being Mormon because there are a lot of weird things about being Mormon. That's fine. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is there's weird things about every religion ever. Exactly. So you just sort of have to accept. The weird things about yourself and be able to laugh about it yes and i think my friends who like it that's sort of their mindset is right okay yeah these are the silly things about mormonism and by the end of it it isn't even about mormonism anymore to be honest <laughs> my favorite thing is that at the in i remember seeing that in the pamphlet the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which the name, uh, the real mm. name, you know, Mormons is a nickname, um, that they had put little ads. So I love that, like, our church didn't even take it that seriously. There was, like, no protesters about anything, but there were, like, little ads that were like, you've seen the musical, now read the book. And so it was like, you know, contact the missionaries, kind of a funny thing versus being, like, super upset about this. Yeah, when I saw it, we had those in the playbills, and then there were actually some missionaries outside of the yeah. um, <laughs> the auditorium on campus where we saw it, just talking to people, and I was yeah. like, yeah, 
this is sort of it opens up a conversation to something exactly. people don't really know about yeah leave it to the church to find a way to you know make it work for them <laughs> yeah do what you need to do to spread your news well thank you so much for joining me and doing this interview today taylor it was so much fun and where can people find you find me in the discord join the hello from elsewhere patreon i am on there pretty much all day every day <laughs> come talk about what your favorite superpower is that's that is what we're talking about today currently talking about don't forget to engage with us on Twitter and Instagram at elsewhere underscore pod. Hello from Elsewhere is a proud member of WBNE. Visit WBNE.org for more fabulous podcasts and join our Discord. Become one of our patrons so you can talk to awesome other patrons like Taylor or talk to Casey or myself. And Taylor, can you give us a happy beep? Happy beeps. Happy beeps.